Welcome to the Dad Ass Podcast, the subpar, mediocre at best podcast about being a new dad. Hey, hey, and welcome to the Dad Ass Podcast, the completely unscripted, unconventional, and number one podcast you're most likely have never heard of. Well, unless I mean, you've been if- a listener. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you know, unless you're here, you've had to have <laughs> some, somehow our, our poor message must have spread some somewhere, you know, <laughs> because you are listening. And it's true that we, we are actually before we get into the actual introductions that we usually do. And I always demean Sean and talk about how sexy he looks and you right. make him feel like a, a piece of man meat. And I blush um, a little bit, but you're blushing right now. <laughs> and I see it. I see it. You're but right. we, we are actually currently up. We are in the start of the second week of voting for the Columbus Podcast Awards. We are up for best podcast. And we are also up uh, for the category of society and culture. So we figured a good motto would be we are the number one podcast you've most likely never heard of. Yeah. Unless if you're, you're listening, listening you've heard of us. Right. Yeah. You know. Maybe we need so, to try that out on other platforms rather than the actual like <laughs> podcast itself. We should have probably workshopped this beforehand, but it's this fine. is why we're mediocre and subpar. Yeah. And at best clearly a not bland or unscripted. It's true. So how are you doing? Because you just came back from a month of traveling. This episode where this interview was recorded at the beginning of your travels. So, uh, dude, how the hell are you? I'm I'm really good. Um, yeah, so the episode that we're about to listen to, we actually recorded while I was um, on vacation. Um, so it was uh, it was kind of fun to to do it though, because you'll hear in the episode how we talk about how we're hitting like all around. So, um, but no, it's good to be completely honest with you. I am also I I like loved every minute of all of my travel. Don't get me wrong. In, in the midst of it, I was like i could do this forever but now like looking back i'm tired i'm tired man <laughs> I'm you're just old tired now. i know i'm old but it was awesome it's true my well, it's awesome time with kimberly was just nice to relax and then also that time with my dad was pretty awesome too but i hopeful we'll have a recap of that um and maybe an episode squeak an episode out of that 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 is in the works so i have to tell you one thing that i did not tell you before this Oh, okay. I did that intentionally. And then Great. we'll go into our interview with, with Courtney. Um, there's one big thing that happened that I did not tell you while you were gone. I won on Father's Day through our Instagram account because I actually thought it was my personal account and I realized it was the podcast. Yeah. I won a dad joke contest with Brothers Drake. Me, no, you me did Drake. not. I did. So I won a new shirt, a new shirt design. And um, some cool swag from Brother Drake for having the top dad joke on Father's Day here no. in Columbus, Ohio. I did, yeah. It was it was a gem of a dad joke, and um, not only did it happen um, on Father's Day, but it accidentally was the podcast account and not my personal. And um, so I was their best dad joke. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. What concert? <laughs> I hate you. I hate you so much right now. Nickelback. The joke that you can't stand when people bring on. No. I told Heather when we were recording, I go, I'm gonna just drop this without him knowing. No, okay. <laughs> wait. I'm actually reaction. right now trying to figure out if your act if this in and of itself is a dad joke, because we're not sitting next to each other. <laughs> no, or if we actually won. <laughs> Hundred, hundred percent. I will show you the. Um, I'll, I'll show you it. It's, it's so true. Um, so, so with that, I'm glad you're back from traveling. Uh, are you ready to, uh, to hear our, our pre-recorded, uh, awesome interview with the one and only Courtney? Yeah, I'm stoked. Let's go right into it. We are joined on this episode with the one and only Courtney Snow. Uh, she is the owner of the Cincinnati, Dayton, and Louisville Mom Collective sites that are within the City Mom Collective network. Before I go on, Courtney, with with your intro, did, how did I do in the uh, pronunciation of Louisville? <laughs> um, so yes, that is a highly debated topic. Um, apparently, you're supposed to just let it roll to like Louisville. Louisville is is the the correct yeah. I would say you're getting better. 
I'm, I'm getting yeah, better. We, that we, was we have, better, Matt. Yes. <laughs> we, we have friends or I'm from Northeast Ohio, uh, up yeah. in the Cleveland area. And so a lot of people will just be Louisville and that's mm -hmm. wrong. I cringe and I'm yeah. not even, even from there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but all right. At least I had a passing grade. If this was pass fail, it would be a passing grade for the pronunciation. Yeah, we'll let you keep going. Yeah. All right. All right. Perfect. Thank <laughs> you. That was the most unenthusiastic yes I have ever heard. <laughs> well, uh, Courtney has uh, her MBA with an HR focus from Keller Graduate School uh, and has received the highest leadership recognition from um, Hamburger University Awards, the Fred L. Turner Award. You have a lot of things and, and accolades uh, to your name with different roles you had within McDonald's, I think. And I didn't I didn't keep this in my my notes for your introduction. You also have a connection to Columbus, Ohio, at Columbus State. Am I correct in, in that? I do. Yes. Um, I worked for an environmental company for a few years. Um, I actually just went back into the McDonald's system um, in an HR role. Um, but uh, part of that work in the environmental field was doing some um, networking stuff at Columbus State and doing some mentorship with um, young women that were looking to break into that field, which is predominantly, you know, very male. And so um, doing, being on a panel for that, um, actually, um, got invited by career services to become a permanent mentor for Columbus state. So I've been doing that for the past couple of school years. Go Cougars. <laughs> you taught at yeah, Columbus I did. State, I, didn't I, you? I taught at Columbus state. Yep. I oh, forgot perfect. about I taught that. in their EMS program. Awesome. Uh, that's also where I, I, I got my associate's degree before I got my bachelor's degree and master's and all that stuff. But yeah, I've got Congratulations. A, yeah, thank you. So, yeah. Oh, wait, can I just, I mean, Matt's always way more prepared than I am. And so I'm just like <laughs> absorbing some of the details at current. Um, can we just have a sidebar quick conversation about why the ice cream machines at McDonald's are always broken? <laughs> that is always the running joke. <sighs> um, my husband and I frequently laugh at how brilliant and witty uh, Wendy's Twitter is as attacking yes. that the past couple yes. of years. <laughs> but one of my coworkers, um, as he loves to say, um, so those, those machines require a lot of maintenance and they are very, very expensive. Um, and they have never made the jump to completely swap them out. So they just keep maintaining these, um, but they also have to like be on a very stringent cleaning schedule and it sometimes automatically goes into that cleaning schedule. Interesting. Um, wow. I've actually because, gotten answers when I just figured you were going to be like, you're ridiculous. Now no, no. So that, I mean, one of the biggest things is like McDonald's always holds their food safety standards well above whatever the national restaurant standards are. Um, so they're, Sometimes it's inconvenient, but <laughs> there is a purpose behind it. Okay, um, I would eat dangerous ice cream cycle. sometimes, though. I would like, I, I if would. You could just have it. You yeah, if I could just it. have it, absolutely. Also, this, this. If only we knew someone in HR at McDonald's that could hire someone just, just to make sure that ice, like every, every single um, store should have just an ice cream guy or girl, just. <laughs> A person, an ice cream that. person, right? Like they yes. just sit on a stool in the corner of the kitchen, do nothing all day, and then when it goes down, it's like go time. Someone's like, "Get me some chicken nuggets," and that person's like, "Nope, I'm here no. if someone wants a McFlurry." Right? I'm gonna get just, it in a McHurry. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm picturing like somebody with a wrench, oh, yeah. and they're in there, and he's like, "Nugget." <laughs> And he like reaches behind himself. He doesn't even like look. He's just so absorbed. In his, and somebody hands no him a nugget and he like eats it a little bit and fixes it. You know, I'm just so Cor well, Courtney, just you, Sean. <laughs> I, I don't want to tell you how to do your job. I'm just I'm just saying this is something that HR should certainly look into. Pass it up okay. to Ronald, if you wouldn't mind. Yes. We will um, send that on up to the clown. Yes. <laughs> and, and so you you said if I if I heard you right in my headphones, you just took on a, a new role with McDonald's. So you're doing McDonald's and three mom um, networks all at, all yes. at once. Yes. Yes. Jeez. I, I do some HR work with McDonald's. Yes. For my day job. And then the only way that I am able to manage these three city sites is with uh, the help of my amazing husband, a super supportive partner with our daughter 
and with the company. Um, but then also we have an amazing executive team and we have contributing writers in every city. And those ladies are so incredible. Um, I'm just very thankful for that every day. That's the only way it works. Wow. You, you do, you do quite a bit. Yeah. We suck. <laughs> we, I just play with kids all day long and then sometimes get on a podcast and talk and you just, I don't even know really what you do, Matt. You, I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> I you sometimes get on I a podcast. I put this on the talk. calendar and here we are. Yeah. I, I don't even remember. And so Courtney, um, before yeah. we just go into all these questions, we know that you have an epic uh, joke to kick things off with. Yes. Um, I actually stole this one from my dad a long time ago, but it's become my mom joke. Um, so kids goes up to their mom and says, I am so thirsty. And the mom says, oh, that's great. I'm Friday. How about you come over Saturday and we'll have a Sunday. <laughs> I like that one. I like it. We. We we have not had anything close to that one, so I appreciate it. And that's something I'm going to try and one day use at home. Yeah. And you the were brain, telling me there's actually yeah, a story that, that goes along. That, that was your dad. Is. Yeah. Yes. So when we would go on road trips, there were five of us kids growing up. So we didn't really fly anywhere. So we always would road trip. And so we'd be in there and he would do it on all of us. And it, he'd just keep on doing it. As many times as we would say, I'm so, I'm thirsty, like, can we please stop and get a drink? He'd just say it on repeat and just keep chuckling to himself the whole drive. And we're just stuck in the car with him. He See, here's what I think going. I like about your dad, that that car wasn't going to stop for anyone or anything. Oh, no. Mm -mm. <laughs> I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. I got mad respect for that. Should have went to huh? the bathroom when we left. That's right. Yep. Pretty much. Yes. He had those road trips down to a science and we were not interrupting his routine. Would would your dad, first off, does he have a trademark on it? And my second question to this is, would I be called to HR or have a lawyer call me if I put that into my dad like repertoire? Oh, no, go for it. Just yeah, just give props to Mark O'Brien. I sure will. If if okay. I ever use it, I will I will make sure I verbally give give the uh, accreditation. I've been trying to keep tabs on different dadisms that I'm learning from people either on the podcast or yeah. around, and so I'm going to somehow, if I can remember that, incorporate that. So thank you. Yes, yes, yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> and you also, because you, I, I had I had laid all the rules out for our podcast: a dad yeah. joke, mom joke. And a cocktail, and you have something delicious uh, in your hand there. What what did you come with? I, I tried to make something delicious. Um, my go-to has been um, an orange mule, but I decided to switch it up. Um, I found this uh, Skinny Girl brand syrups, like hibiscus passion fruit. So I decided that'd be fun to try out. Um, so I actually did some mango sparkling water, a little mandarin vodka, and then some of that skinny hibiscus passion fruit mix it all together and it's nice and fresh and crisp it's really good for a hot day that sounds delightful that sounds That's... killer I'm, drink <laughs> I'm drinking a hibiscus uh beer right now actually so oh uh, man i'm great, the only one not great, on the hibiscus train great great yeah. uh, great minds so what, <laughs> yes. what are you drinking matt I, i'm drinking a belgian triple with hibiscus the belgian aloha from uh, olentangy mm, here yeah. in, in columbus Nice, nice, nice. And then you made something funky over there. Yeah, that's what so, broke the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why you always bring a spare. Um, <laughs> we're going to call this a uh, Terramar New Fashioned. And um, it's okay. kind of, it's, we'll call it very loosely based off of an old fashioned. Okay. So I'm in Florida and um, the family we're staying with um, lives on Terramar Island. Um, they live on the mm -hmm. intercoastal. So um, that's what we're going to name it after. But what we've got is um, coconut infused bourbon. Mm -hmm. And then we have um, pineapple and brown, a uh, pineapple brown sugar syrup, simple syrup, and lemon. And so mm -hmm. you get this like nice coconut note. And then there's this bright like lemon piece. And it kind of drags the coconut with you. And then there's this like, the darker sort of molasses sugars from the the uh, the brown sugar that's in there. It's it's actually quite delightful, but it's it's nice. It's three ingredients. It's a 
it's not terrible amount of prep. Well, you have to do prep work, but once it's prepped, it's not. It's three things. You just put it together and it's fine. Um, Did you make your own syrup? Because Matt said you make your own syrup. Yes. Friends don't let friends buy simple syrup. Wait, except even on vacation? Even on vacation, man. You're nuts. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate, though, the fact that we have uh, a wonderful guest on today who represents Cincinnati and Louisville. So we have that con Kentucky um, connection right now. And you went with a bourbon style, you know, a bourbon based drink to really tie in how mm -hmm. much we appreciate having Courtney on today. So Absolutely. thank you. As, and as I little, didn't go that route. So thank you. And yeah. a little tie into my, my current location being in Florida, you know, before we recorded, we were talking about the, uh, how blessed we are to have zoom. So this is, uh, happening from three different cities, two different states um, across the United States. I don't know. I don't know how far away I am from you. Probably like 1,500 miles, maybe. That's a guess. I don't know geography yeah. all that well anymore. Yeah. Uh, Not yeah. since sixth grade. <laughs> I like how so, you said anymore, to be honest. You, <laughs> it was never a strong suit for you. Florida, actually, it was the only class I was good at. Like, really? I, I could kind of remember where places were and all of that. Yeah, no, that was terrible yeah. for me. Chemistry, absolutely <laughs> not. Get me out. So, <laughs> Courtney, let let me ask yeah. you um, this: the the cool thing I would think, not being a part of of your network, is you get to talk to many different moms and wives um, that work, that stay at home, no matter what what uh, their role is. You're hearing from a lot of women from not one, not two, but three different major cities uh, all in our, our region. And yeah. with kind of the transition of some people going back to work and maybe roles and everything kind of shifting at home. Uh, I'm just curious because, you know, we're in Columbus. He's he's somewhere down in Lake Georgia. Where do we say again? I don't geography so well. Florida. Florida. That's <laughs> Florida. right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what are you kind of hearing, you know, for, for moms and for uh, wives and women uh, these days as we're in phase eight or whatever we are in of, <laughs> of this pandemic? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever phase we're in. Um, yeah, we we really make it our mission to be a representation of every type of mom out there. So stay at home moms, work from home moms, you know, work outside of the home, you know, single moms and, you know, every race, religion, culture, you know, is possibly out there. So um, we have heard, you know, a lot not just from our teams, uh, we have anywhere between like 20 to 40-ish um, writers and exec team members in each city. Um, but on the top of that, we have, you know, thousands of readers and followers. And so we get feedback from them, they interact with us, and we have heard a whole lot of everything <laughs> from the past year. Uh, definitely um, the biggest thing is all reminding ourselves to give each other grace during this time um and to be really careful not to judge anybody else or how they handle you know schooling their kids or you know you know just everything that has gone on with all the choices to make this past year um so i think i think it's been a lot of community building um there's been you know a whole lot of racial strife and everything else and Louisville has dealt, you know, with a whole lot, especially this past, you know, couple years. So the pandemic did not make it easy on anybody. Um, there's a lot of stress, you know, not just on moms, but on the parents, on the kids. Um, so again, I think, I think just making sure that we are building that community, um, you know, being a resource for each other, a sounding board, and just letting everybody know that, However you're choosing to do things, it's okay. <laughs> and the important part was to stay healthy, to treat people kindly, you know, with kindness and figure out how to make it through to, you know, whatever phase we're at now <laughs> and, and keep on moving. So the the one thing that that I've noticed um, through your network, and this is actually kind of part of our our mission, when we when we first started this, we were thinking like, you know, there's not much out there for dads or for husbands. Yeah. We want to start like a community and to see the community that you have. I've, we've, we've followed you for, for months, for a very long time. And I knew you had a team and, and different writers. I didn't realize you had 40, like here we're, we're thinking like, let's start a community to help men be better husbands and uncles and dads. 
and you have 40 contributing writers and a team like that's awesome how much you you do and the resources you provide that's that's awesome yeah well i mean you have to start somewhere i mean it was almost a decade ago um steph flies um she's uh, up north more she's actually the the founder of this whole city mom collective so she just wanted to make a space for moms, you know, and that community and bring resources that was different from anything that was out there. And so she created that and then it picked up and then she was like, oh, we might have a good concept here. You know, let's try and help launch and, you know, provide some backend support, you know, some tech support, that type of stuff and let other moms in other cities have the opportunity to own something and to build something in the cities that they're in. And so you know, that has grown to almost, you know, a city site in every um, state across the country. And one of the reasons we wanted to launch Louisville just this past fall is because even though Cincinnati covered Northern Kentucky, there wasn't a dedicated site anywhere in Kentucky. Mm. And so I spent a lot of time there when I was growing up, like especially middle school, high school, we have really good friends down there. And so it was last summer we started looking at launching the site there. Um, it didn't launch until October of 2020, so right in the midst of the pandemic. Um, but there's just a real need for more community yeah. in that city. So that's why we made the leap and did it. So uh, really excited about what we've grown and seeing all the women come together um, down there, but then Cincy and Dayton have been around for around six years each, a little over six years. So, you know, we've got a bigger team of contributing writers because it's been around, you know, for a long time, we're up to around like 15 on the team in Louisville. So that's just since last October. But, um, one thing, if you guys are interested is over the pandemic, sometimes our, you know, our writers just felt stuck. And they didn't know, like, I don't want to talk about COVID anymore. I don't know how to find something to be positive. And like, is it okay to be positive when there's all this stuff going on in the world? And so we opened it up a lot more to trying to get guest writers, you know, to put stuff up. Um, we also reached out to the dads. We asked like all of our team members, like, hey, you know, if you're feeling stuck and you don't know what to write this month, you know, ask your partner, your significant other, your husband you know, do they have something that they want to talk about, you know, from what they're going through? And I think that's a lot of what you two, you know, have been touching on in your podcast episodes. And so just to open it up, if you guys, you know, Matt, I know you got a kid, if you ever want to do a guest post and have it published on one of our sites, we are always open to that. Certainly. Thank you. And, and Sean, one, one of, um, what she just said aligns with what you've been saying for a lot of uh, a lot of our episodes is that through all of this, we need to just be okay with not being okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think there's this big um, falsehood. We'll just call it it is what a lie that yeah. everything has to be okay, right? Yeah. Um, and you know everything that's sort of happened. Um, it wasn't okay. Like it's, it was just, a, it was a big thing. And to pretend like everything's fine, it doesn't do anybody any, any favors. Um, mm -hmm. And I think our, I, I know kids don't actually believe it. Um, <laughs> I think we convince ourselves that like, we're really great. Like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. But like kids pick up on the tension and big, you know, all that sort of stuff. And I was actually, um, I was at a, a graduation and, um, one of the speakers, a student, was talking about, and I thought this was so interesting. Um, he was talking about he remembered his first day of kindergarten. And um, his mom dropped him off at the bus. And um, he said he remembers looking back and seeing his mom crying. And um, his recollection or retelling of this story was that um, <laughs> he thought that school initially was like going to be some terrible place like that his mom was like crying because she was like sending him into like I don't know I mean he was a kindergartner so I don't you know into like battle basically um and so he was like oh my gosh this is going to be a like a terrible thing you know all that sort of stuff um 
and where I think that that sort of relates is that um, we need to do a good job of explaining to kids that parents and adults have emotions and feelings too. And like, this is where it's coming from and this is why I'm feeling this way or this is, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and not, it's stressful to have to be the expert all the time in everything. Um, and it's not true. And we just need to be real people. Um, and so it doesn't do anybody any favors to not be real, whether that's not being real and honest with yourself or real and honest with your partner or real and honest with your kids. Obviously with all of those things, there's a developmentally appropriate level to it. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, and I like what you had said about like, however you're sort of doing it, um, this whole parenting and adulting thing, there's no judgment involved in it. Like we'll just use that. It's different than the way that I might do it or something like that. And different doesn't mean better or worse. Different just means different. Um, yeah. and I, and I think that also speaks to sort of the grace piece that you're also talking about of, of, um, <laughs> there is no silver bullet, golden nugget, perfect way to raise uh, a child or to do this whole adult thing. Um, because everyone comes at this from such a different perspective and such a different place and all that sort of stuff. But I think sometimes we, if we're not careful and we're not, and we don't engage in a supportive community, like what, what you've built with your mom network and what we're trying to do with dads and, and things like that. If you don't um, engage in a safe, healthy, helpful community like that, um, then you find yourself playing either comparison where you're like, Oh, well, so-and-so is doing it way better than I am. Or you find yourself on the judgment side of things where you're like, well, that's not the way you do it. Um, but a community isn't about judgment or comparison. A community is is about resource. So it's about approaching something and being like, I've never thought about doing it that way. Whatever that is, whether it's the way you feed a kid to talk about something, <laughs> like those sorts of things. Um, yeah, I guess I just advocate for everyone to to quit pretending to be like the perfect expert in everything and and just go into a community with an open mind and a, a humble heart i guess and be like help me out right because like let's be honest it, you ended up in that community you didn't end up in that community because you were like you know what i'm just so sick of everyone doing it wrong i'm gonna just <laughs> join this group so that i can set everybody straight <laughs> Right. Like you yep. at some point were like, I don't know what to do about X. Maybe somebody else does. Yep. But I don't know. I, I don't know. I've just been thinking a lot about that lately, particularly because I I'm in a number of, of different groups, one of which is like completely 100 percent unrelated to any of what we're talking about. But it's about <laughs> like camping and car stuff. And, and there's been like a lot of neg there can be negativity that sort of happens when you get a group of people together. And I, yeah. I like that you're building a community that's centered around community itself, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's my two cents yeah. worth. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> with with your uh, contributors, with uh, the the input that you're getting from those that follow and engage with you on on social media or via email, are there any common themes? or areas that you're just like, wow, there's a real hurt here, or there's a real lack of knowledge or understanding, or you're blown away by this area of just feedback that you're hearing from, from moms right now or from women? Yeah, um, I think kind of a, a longstanding um, thing and what really brought me to the mom collective in the first place was, you know, feeling like you couldn't talk about what you were going through, especially based on what society had kind of put out there that you were supposed to be. So kind of going back to some of the things Sean said, you know, like you're supposed to love every second of being pregnant, you know, like nursing is supposed to be this magical thing. And like, you know, you never get angry at your kids and it's like, okay, okay I'm going to slightly, that is true. yeah, I was going to say <laughs> uh, from a male perspective, a pregnancy seems like it would be awful. <laughs> um, 
feeding your child uh, sounds like it would be painful. And I work with small <laughs> children. So I happen to know on a first level basis on this one that man, do they know how to push buttons. <laughs> yes, all of that. And some like I have some friends, kids that are the most calm, even keel, like never really get riled up. They're always sweet, you know, and then you have stubborn ones like mine that you just you know I'm like okay I got to stop myself from like throttling you somewhere especially when she was a toddler so um you know having a space where you can talk about it because I you know I there were even things that I didn't even talk to my own mother about until my daughter was like three four years old and I was getting into this group you know and I would tell her you know like I feel really guilty. Like I hated being pregnant. And she goes, Oh, well, I mean, we adopted one, but I gave birth to four of you and I didn't like it with any of you. And I'm like, well, why didn't you talk about this? And she was like, well, that's just not something that you do. <laughs> so trying to stay, change that stigma, you know, even from the beginning of like, okay, like we don't all have to be perfect. We're never going to be perfect, but how do we do our best to use the resources we have and keep finding new resources to make the best little human beings we can that are going to contribute to society. And so again, that's kind of been, you know, just a, a common through thread around all of what we do and the posts that we have and the resources. Um, I think the, the biggest need the, these past couple years um, is for more representation, you know, outside of the white mom, because um, it had been, you know, pretty common that like blogging and that type of thing, which we have a blog component, but we're not just a blog, um, was just kind of, you know, what white women did. And so like Cincinnati and Dayton that started like six years ago, there's tons of moms with um, you know, that are part of the LGBT community, or they, you know, have families that um, are Asian or Black, you know, but then when you go to the website, and you just look at all the faces, you know, of all the headshots, it's just a bunch of white women. Um, so trying to give representation to Asian moms and Black moms, and what are they dealing with, you know, in the community, or what might be hard for them that a white mom might not have to deal with, or even a white mom that has an interracial family like I do. Um, so that's been a really big thing the past two years is how do we represent those moms and make sure they feel like they have a place and that there's a place for their voices and that they're heard. Um, so it was really exciting when we launched Louisville to start off in an era, you know, where we were like, okay, um, we're going to build this from the ground up with as much diversity as we can. And so if you look at our team page for Louisville, they, we've, got, we've got moms from, you know, every type of background, not just race, but every, every type of thing you can think of. So I think that's been the biggest calling these past couple of years is, you know, where can every mom find her voice? And it's so great to hear though, that moms are able to share their voice through this collective, through this platform and make it feel more comfortable and welcoming for other moms to share. Just like you were saying, your mom, well, that's not what we would share, you know, the discomforts <laughs> of pregnancy. Like I love, yeah. and for years I've said, even before I was married, even before I became a dad, that I think more men need to lift up their their wives, their partners, their, their uh, moms of their children to be able to feel strong, to be able to feel like they can say things more. And, and here you have this safe, large, large, large family. And then for you, three times family being three communities <laughs> that yeah. welcomes and appreciates and gives a, a voice to moms to step up and stand out and then to learn from different cultures or different ways of thinking as moms or different challenges, but still can relate in different ways is, is just an absolutely amazing um, empowerment and, and yeah. platform to just lift up. And that's so awesome to hear what you're doing down in Louisville. I, yeah. I tried not to over enunciate the L part. <laughs> oh, Honestly, I think it got worse. Did it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's because I was trying too hard. Yeah, Sorry. You're trying too hard. 
It's all right. <laughs> yes. I think the Louisville natives will appreciate the the attempt to you know, at to least not saying Louisville or I'm Louisville. Not a, I'm not or even gonna give you an yes. A forever. I'll give you like a solid B. Bs minus. get degrees. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, do you know what they yeah. uh call the the uh the person that graduated med school in last place? Mm-mm. Doctor. <laughs> Good point. Just saying. Yep. That's a good, yep. <laughs> I studied PR. I just learned how to talk good. That's my joke. Uh, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> no, but actually that kind of speaks to what we were talking about though, is that um you know, it's about putting forth your best effort and all the not doing it perfectly. Um I'm reading a book called which i highly recommend um at least where i'm at in it if it if it takes a crazy turn i'm gonna really regret saying the last 18 chapters are horrible um called uh man enough undefining masculinity and it's written by uh he's an actor and he's given a ted talk on the subject and stuff like that but um i'm like 90 i read a lot of books i'm 90 percent certain that this is from this but he you said the word imperfect um, and in the book, it talks about how he didn't realize um, that it was sitting right in front of him, that imperfect actually has I'm perfect in it, and how, like, there is, like, you're not intended to be perfect, basically, that, like, you're perfectly imperfect. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I just, I, I that sort of really struck a note with me. But with the pressure of, I feel like sometimes, and, and I can't speak to the parent side of things because I'm a dog dad, um, but not a human dad. Um, but like, I can only imagine what the sort of pressure would feel like to raise a child, to teach them all the things you feel like they need to know, to make sure that they're a good human being, like all those sorts of things. When I think about that, that sounds like a ton of pressure um yeah but the reality is is that you're not the only one who's doing it they're going to pick up things from other people they should pick up things from other people um you know and so people need to give themselves some grace like you talked about relax a little bit and remember that they're not the only one and that there is a community of people um you know just because here, I'm going to be a little slightly crass. Just because somebody farts in the room and nobody talks about it doesn't mean that the fart doesn't exist. Right? Mm-hmm. It's totally crass, but it's totally true that like, just because we don't talk about these things doesn't make them go away. It just means that we're just all pretending like it doesn't exist. And, yeah, exactly. and so like, it, I, I guess I'm advocating if you're a mom listening to this or your dad listening, to this, you're just a human being listening to this and you find yourself laying in bed at night. Cause that's, this is when this happens to me the most. And, um, that's, that's for me when like it can be the most rough because I don't have like, you know, my wife's asleep and I'm just like kind of like laying there and thinking about all those sorts of things, um, that you could have done better, should have done better, those sorts of things. And you just find, sort of find yourself beating yourself up over those, those sorts of things. Um, that's to me like a warning sign of like, Hey, this is not some, this isn't life isn't a, isn't a, a, a solo team or a solo sport. It's a team sport. Mm-hmm. Um, so go find your team and, and maybe you find your team by, by, getting on the mom collective or the dad ass or some other sort of thing that I'm, I'm totally unaware of, which I, I just, I advocate, I obviously we love for people to listen to us or for them to engage with you guys, but um, really that has nothing to do with that. We're about creating like healthy, happy human beings that can raise healthy, happy human beings or be in healthy, happy relationships with other human beings where you get that support. Doesn't, doesn't really matter to, at least to me personally. Um, but pretending like it's something that's not happening, eh, it doesn't actually do anybody any, any bit of good. Um, just my, you know, random ramblings for, uh, <laughs> Sunday in the middle of Florida. Good, good ramblings. Courtney, if someone wanted to 
to find you, uh, mm-hmm. to read your your articles, to see what uh, resources you're promoting or community uh, partners or businesses you're promoting. I know you have three to to promote, but where where yeah. where can they find? Yeah, so the easiest thing um, would start with the website because um, there's the social links are on there to follow the social media, sign up for the newsletter, all that. Um, so Dayton is DaytonMomCollective.com. Um, Cincinnati is CincyMomCollective.com, C-I-N-C-Y MomCollective.com. And then Louisville is LouisvilleMomCollective.com. Your presence is just uh, absolutely impressive with with your websites and how easy they're to use the platforms you're on um, to know that you 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 obviously have a team and you're a great leader and have have shared that you have the team. But to have three of those to be involved with Columbus State, to be a part of the role that you have with with McDonald's, it's impressive who you lead, how you lead and how you manage all of that. And I just want to say that I am tired just thinking <laughs> about everything that you're involved with. And then you have to come home and be a mom, a wife, and still have energy for yourself. So kudos <laughs> to you because I'm exhausted just thinking about what your days might be like. Thanks. Uh, yeah, they are never dull. Um, they are always full. Uh, I do always give a lot of props to my better half because uh, he has cheered me on every step of the way. Um, you know, one thing that I used to not talk about that I, you know, the mom collectives gave me a platform to talk about is struggling with severe depression, you know, and, and mental health. Um, <clears throat> I had gone through like a serious bout back when I was like, uh, and like 20, 19, 20, um, went through another one in 2014 that lasted almost a year. I didn't even recognize myself when I finally came out of it, but my husband stood by me every step of the way. He held down the house. He held down our four-year-old um, and then helped me claw my way back out of that, literally, and then um, decided, you know, how do I strengthen my mental health? Um, but a big part of that became... I love myself more when I am giving back. (laughs) And so decided to go back to school and try and make sure that I could give any opportunity, you know, I could have for myself to pass on to our daughter and for our family. And so all those nights of going to school and getting my master's degree and my husband, again, helping with the house and helping (laughs) raise our daughter. And, um, and then we decided to take on the mom collective businesses that he was right there. And he's like, I'm not going to be, you know, in the front, the face of it. <laughs> he's like, that's all you. He's like, but what can I do help to help on the back end or, you know, stuff that I can do for the websites or technical stuff. And so again, having that resource and that support um, is huge. And I love that you guys are huge advocates of being there for your partners and being involved and, you know, a nice thing about the mom collective site is, okay, you may not have a partner like my husband or like you, Matt or Sean, but you know, Hey, there's a community where you can have a whole bunch of moms that are there for you and to support you however you can. So it's my little two cents there. (laughs) I'll also throw out there, um, any, uh, gentlemen that are listening, um, that yes, it's a mom collective, all that stuff, but I would, I'm, I'm I'm thinking about this that like it's not for you it's not a community for men but I don't yeah. I feel like there would be um value in sort of um maybe looking and thinking about some of those things as a way to like open up your thoughts or your conversation with your partner about like hey you know I just read this thing is this something that you know like you think about or is this an experience for you um so anybody who um you know doesn't identify as a uh, a woman in the in a relationship it's still yeah. it still can be a resource for for you to sort of have a little like peering eye into maybe what your partner might be experiencing in a way because i also think sometimes we don't talk about things because we just don't know how to bring them up um mm-hmm. and so that might this might be a nice opportunity for you to like do a little reading read some of these guest posts or those sorts of things or um 
maybe like file away in the back of your head. So if something happens, you're like, you know, I actually remember when I had read that thing. Um, so I'd advocate that uh, gentlemen sort of check that out as well. Again, it's not a community for them, but that doesn't mean that you can't sort of glean something um, from looking into that a little bit if you're trying to like be a supportive husband. Right. Yeah. It's interesting that, that you bring that up. Cause we do at the end of each year, we do an annual readership survey. And so we let people give their feedback and what they'd like to see more for the coming year. And the end of this past one, you know, the end of that almost a full year of the pandemic during 2020, there were a ton of grandparents, both grandfathers and grandmothers and fathers that were like, Hey, you know, can there be more resources or, you know, can, can we do a guest post? Can we hear, you know, be like, I know it's a mom site, but can we have more for those of us that are taking on that mom role, even if we're technically, you know, a different part of the family. And so that was another encouraging thing for our contributing writers to say, Hey, you know, here's the feedback that we've gotten from the community. So even more of an emphasis on, Hey, if you don't feel like you can write, like ask your husband if they want to. Um, but that there's actually the community has been asking for that. So, um, I think what you two are doing, um, to give more of a platform for dads, um, is huge, but then yes, you know, absolutely. If dads or grandparents want to read our site or check stuff out, you know, there's resources as, you know, roles, traditional roles have evolved a lot. Absolutely. Well, we want to thank you for, for coming on, for, for sharing with us and just sharing a little bit of, of the free time. And I'm using the air quotes <laughs> on there since anyone listening can't see that you have in your day you were able to give us a few minutes today. So thank you so much for, for coming on. And again, I know you just said it, but if someone wanted to, to follow and, and be a part of, of your collective, where, where can they go online? Yeah. Yeah. So make sure to check out DaytonMomCollective.com, CincyMomCollective.com and LupoMomCollective.com. Awesome. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for being a part of this episode. We appreciate you being on. All right. Thank you. You guys are wonderful. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Well, I got to tell you that that was so much fun to be able to talk with her and, and about the things that we covered. Yeah. Um, I, I had a blast on that interview actually. Um, I think that was a large part of why I was like, I didn't mind recording on my vacation at all. Cause it was just a fun conversation. Well, and, and it's so cool too, because, um, I didn't want to bother you on your trip. And then you're like, Hey, ask if she wants to record. And I was like, perfect. Let's, Let's do it. And and the way we met her too was um, I followed our um, a different uh, communities uh, collectives, moms collectives, and um, I had just sent like an introductory uh, email, heard back, and then all of a sudden it was like, not only were we getting the like supreme empress of these collectives um, in in Cincinnati, Dayton, and Louisville, but I thought we were just gonna get like a great to meet you email like thank you so much but instead it was like boom we got the the top mama yeah and and what a wonderful inspiration uh inspiring uh woman too just to uh, yeah. talk to so that was that was so great yeah um so i'm really i really did enjoy that moving on though or, or backwards perhaps i i'm processing still that we we won this this uh award from brothers drake you're really not messing with me no really did i mean i don't know if it's an award but i'm gonna call it an award well, I okay feel we got like an we're award. award we're i think we're award winning now we we are we, yeah technically we are now i gotta tell well, okay you know the shirt the... it's really nice but it is snug <laughs> <laughs> did you get a medium <laughs> yeah and, and some <laughs> I've I've lost muscle mass, so like mediums don't fit me like they used to. So you know, I feel kind of good in it. This is this is like a medium. It's like, yo, bro, what up? You lift? Like, do you know where the weight room is? I'll check it right. out. It's it's like I put it on and I automatically get pits like sweaty pits <laughs> because that's how far up it is. Okay, well, all right, <laughs> that's off. Point. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back to where I, I ruined actually, what you I, were gonna. Say. I had a Sorry, really good point, <laughs> but. 
I mean, as much as I'm going to call it an award-winning thing, I actually would like to actually win a legitimate award. Um, yeah. And, and you know, there's actually mm-hmm. an opportunity for us to do that. Oh, there is. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, do, how, how could they help us? You know, it's quite easy. If they go onto um, our website, which is thedeadasspodcast.com, um, there is a link right there at the beginning um, on our Instagram account in our bio on Facebook and in our, our pinned at the top post. But if you click that link to vote, we are up in two categories, the best podcast of the year here in Columbus, and also in the category of society and culture. And quite honestly, I think if we won an award, we no longer have to say we're the number one ranked podcast you've never heard of. I agree. I agree. Which isn't also a good way to start a podcast. <laughs> no, but it's true to us. <laughs> Subpar and mediocre at best. At best. I don't feel like a Rob operating on full steam here. And you know what? Since we've already talked about all of our, our social media platforms, I will make sure that by the time this episode drops, that this is also updated on our MySpace account. I, I've i never, full confession, I've actually never been to our MySpace page ever. I haven't been on it since I created it, so <laughs> that, that makes two of us. But I want you to know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to search through tomorrow to find, to, to make sure that this happens. Absolutely. Well, thank you, sir, for, for recording um, here today, the intro and our outro, but also for recording on your trip while you're out of town. So thank yeah. you for making this happen. Absolutely. And thank, thank you to you listening, whoever you are, however you're listening, wherever you're listening. Thank you for just taking the time and, and giving us a listen and supporting a, an independent, local, small podcast and um, be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms that we just talked about. Please give us a vote between now and August 6th. And uh, until next time, stay strong, dad ass. <laughs>